Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with Him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. Chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juz'amma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and inimitable manner makes them relatable. So, without further ado, let's begin this journey. As I mentioned earlier in the morning, that uh, when a week comes in, in, in the Quran, it refers to the attribute of Allah as Rabb, his Rububiyyah. And Rububiyyah has many aspects. One important aspect of Rububiyyah is Rahmah, that Allah is Rahman. And here actually it is connected with Rahman more because the Quran says in Surah Al-An'am, "Kataba Rabbukum ala nafsi rahma, la yimannakum ila yom al-qiyama." Your Lord has written upon him that is rahma, and he must gather you to the day of judgment. So Rahman being Rahman necessitates that there must be day of judgment because if it is Rahman and people actually you know control their desire, you know they eat only what he commands them to eat, and they you know they follow his commands. He must reward them. He must have time, for, you know, place for them to reward. So, if you look properly, rahmah actually necessitates there must be day of judgment. So, in this in this verse, when we say we, it actually referring to all those things which are like favor for the people. So that I actually mentioned earlier that that why in all those verses coming jalna we made, not created because creation not necessarily people can understand it how it is favor, like creation of the earth and the, but Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said we made it for the favor is coming very clearly. So all these verses are jalna. Even the you know last one, وَأَنْزَلْنَا مِنَ الْمُعْصِرَاتِ مَا أَنْتَجَّاجَ Then it says لَنُخْرِجَ Again, to make it very favor, very clearly. The only thing actually in this verse, in this all those verses, does not have jalna is خَلَقْنَاكُمْ أَزْوَاجَ Taiwa explains that it could be خَلَقْنَاكُمْ وَجَعَلْنَاكُمْ أَزْوَاجَ But MashaAllah Umar, he said one thing very nicely, because you know خَلَقْنَاكُمْ You know, creation of the people themselves, it is favor upon them. You know, we created you. So your own creation is favor upon you. A creation of everything else, you have to understand how they favor. We created them, then they made them as a favor for you. But for the human being, their own creation is favor from Allah SWT. That's why in all those verses, there everything jalna except the creation of the human being. Quran says, وَخَلَقْنَاكُمْ أَزْوَاجَ It could be made sex, no doubt. So it could be خَلَقْنَاكُمْ وَجَعَلْنَاكُمْ أَزْوَاجَ We created you, that's one favor. And also we made you in the pair. You know, that's another favor. So combine between both of them. And then say, وَجَعَلْنَا نَوْنَكُمْ سُبَاتَ And we made your sleep as resting for you. So as I mentioned, subat in Arabic language means in qita'ah, when something stops, you know, ends. So because people keep working, worshipping their Lord, working in the daytime, and then sleep comes, sleeping comes, and it stops everything. So that's why actually subat also has the meaning of resting. So people need rest. But resting in, in, in Arabic language is not a meaning of enjoyment. Resting basically has only one meaning, that is because people have become too tired to work harder. 
to their rest, then they can work in a, more, in a, in a better way. It is not for enjoyment. When pe- so that's why Islam does not encourage people to sleep for enjoyment. You know, sleep little. That, you know, sleep that which can help you to rest. So similarly, any, any other things, when people do something for recreation or something like that, Islam allows that as long it helps you to work more. But when people do resting, enjoyment, walking around just for enjoyment, for wasting time, that is never, never something in Islam. Islam never encourages like that. Because this whole life is serious matter. Life in Islam is not a sport or game. Like, you know, like in other culture, you can see really, they want people to enjoy, like that you can see how the education actually in the schools and then after that, that you know, part of the education is for enjoyment. They teach how to enjoy the life. In Islam, things are more, more serious. The life is very, very serious matter. It is really hard work and then you get the enjoyment in the hereafter. And there the enjoyment, full enjoyment. Your body will be full, your power, energy will be full and then you can enjoy as much as you like and then you can get whatever you like. In this world, you can see so clearly that this world is not meant for enjoyment. Because if you ask people what the desire is, this world is not going to fulfill anybody's desire. Everybody wants to rule the whole world. So how many people can rule the whole world? If people ask people's desire, never can be fulfilled. This world is not meant for desire. This world is too tiny for anybody's desire. So the only place that why you know, one scientist like an American scientist said that when I look at the human being, I feel really that mankind has ga- gone astray to this, uh, this earth. It is not meant for him. It does seem to they are not fitting. Because the way people have been created and the way this, this earth is, it does not meet each other. So it only can be explained in Islam. Because Islam says earth is not meant for the people. They are only here temporary for work and what is meant for them is the paradise. There you can see whatever people have ambition, whatever people have desire, they can be fulfilled. So that is for, for, for the hereafter. So in Qita, Subat, only means to work harder. So sleeping for enjoyment, just resting, like some people can lie down, this is laziness. Laziness, Subat does not mean laziness. So Subat only means in Qita'i Amal, you stop working because you need to have rest. Then after that, you start working again. But any in any stop of the work, just for laziness, just you know, for, for, for lying uh, idle, that is never in Islam. There nothing, there Islam has no concept of holidays or no concept of, uh, uh, you know, a break in that matter, no concept of just outing for no purpose. There's nothing like that. In Islam, never, never incurred like that. Even if you can see on Eid day, Eid day, we have more and more prayer. It is not the Eid day for enjoyment and just enjoy. No, it's one more prayer, one more ibadah, both Eid and actually the other Eid has one more ibadah, you know, the prayer and also sacrifice. You can see Islam actually wants people to do more ibadah as much as possible. So the concept of the holidays does not exist in Islam. What exists, exists actually is the subat, to rest. So, وَجَعَلْنَا نَوْمَكُمْ subata. And some of us in the Quran says, وَهُوَ الَّذِي يَتَوَفَّاكُمْ بِاللَّيْلِ Allah is the one who takes your soul in the night. So no doubt really, it is one of the complicated things really, how Allah made the world. When people die, their souls are taken away from them. But still, the souls have some connection with the body. That's why when people are buried in the grave, if any punishment happens, people feel it. So wherever the soul is, it is somehow connected. Soul is not there, but soul is somewhere else, but it is connected with the body. So people can feel it. People, uh, if Allah wants them to feel something, they can feel it. So even after the death, soul has got some connection with the parts of the body of the people. And Allah in the day of judgment, He will collect them again and put the soul again back. Similarly, when the people sleep, soul leaves them. But it leaves them in a way still connected with the people. So when the people are made awake, it comes very quickly. 
it can come very quickly. So you know, it consists of sleeping, so it is very, like, very, very much similar to the death. When people die, soul has left them. When they raise again after their death, their soul comes back. Similarly, when people sleep, their soul leaves them. And when they wake up, soul comes back, united. Sleeping basically is very much similar to death. That's why the Quran says, Allah is one who takes your soul, makes you die uh, in, in the night. The Quran has made this thing more than one way, because that way people get rest. When the soul actually is disconnected from the body little bit, people get, get some rest and their tiredness has gone, and then again they can become fresh and they can work harder. And then Quran says, And we made the night covering for the people. You know, covering for the people in many, many ways. Like Imam Razi said one the nice thing. He said, Fakama anna linsana besarabi lebase yasdadu jamaluhu watatakama lukuvatuhu when the fair one who had a hurry were bird. As because of the cloth, people have got their clothes, because of the cloth, people's beauty increase. When people put on nice clothes, they become you know, better, you know, better looking. And similarly, their energy, their power becomes more complete. And also, in the heat and the cold and, and cold and you can be removed from them because of the uh, of the covering because of the cloth similarly when people have the night as a covering it helps them to become you know more better better looking and you know better in their energy uh, so if people sleep you can see when people sleep they become fresh and their face actually become better when people are tired and they're not sleeping you can see their face is not so, so attractive but when people sleep properly then they wake up and they become fresh so they get more beauty so that's why the Quran said about the night as a, as a libas. Because in that way, basically, it's like a covering for the people, clothes for the people. To and we made the night as a covering for the, for the people. What ma'ash means? Ma'ash in Arabic language actually can have two meanings. One meaning is ma'ash means a waqt al We made the day time for their livelihood. For time for the earning money. So ma'ash means a waqtul aisha. Some people say ma'ash means aishan. We made the day, day for them, you know, for living purpose. So they can live, they can earn money. So basically living purpose here means that to earn money. So more preferred way actually is to say ma'ash means a waqtul ma'ash. That was the makshari has preferred and that's what most people uh, follow. So we have made the day for you at that time to earn money to earn your livelihood. That was uh, ma'ashid. So, you know, you get up, wake up in the morning, daytime, then you go everywhere for work, for your need, for earn money, to work hard, and then you come back home. So that's how ma'ashid is ma'ashid. Ma'ashid is time for earning money, you know, for doing your work, for doing your job, you know, to, to enjoy, to basically, uh, to get uh, things which can help you how to survive in, in, in the world. So that is ma'ashid, the people. Ja'alna nahara ma'ashid. You know, this is how Allah made the world. But no doubt, really, for certain reasons, in the case that you know the you know the seasons change, you know, and also the time changing in different parts of the world. For many reasons, it could be sometime things are not like that. But generally, Allah made, has made the night for covering and day for earning money. But in our time, modern time, because people actually are also working in the, in the night and people sleep during the daytime. You know, people are changing so, so much things. Though actually, naturally, many many people say naturally, it is not very health, healthy for the people. If, you know, healthy for the people is that you know they work during the daytime, and in the night they should have time for sleep, for resting, 
that is better for them. But if occasionally the people, you know, wake up in the night, uh, you know, all the night, you know, that, that, that's fine. But if all the time they keep doing this thing, it is going to harm their health. That's why the Prophet did not like people to remain awake all the night. He used to say that, you know, Allah Taala has made a right upon your body for you. So, you know, you, you, you should sleep and also you should wake up. And the Prophet himself, you can see, sometimes he used to wake up in the night for one-third of night, for half of night, sometimes in fourth, two-third of the night. And from that, the ulama make very clear because the Quran said, you know, about the Prophet Allah knows that you wake up in the night for the prayer two-third of night. The ulama said it makes very clear that little sleep is enough for the people. How Allah Subhanahu how uh, if uh, little sleep is harmful for the people, how can Allah Subhanahu praise the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? He is praising him for waking up two-thirds of night, and Allah Subhanahu cannot praise the Prophet for something which is going to harm him. It means a little sleep is good for the people. It is enough for the people. So when we make our habit to you know sleep eight hours, we think how can we live without sleeping eight hours, seven hours? It is your habit. If you really change your habit, you can survive by sleeping five hours. Again, there are people who sleep only four hours. There are people even sleep actually less than that. You know, I have read actually about many, many scholars. They have very little sleep. You know, one of the scholars in India, Mawlana Hussain Ahmadini, Rahimullah Ta'ala, his students say, you know, very in India during British rule, because he was very active in the movement of the freedom in India. So in the night, he used to go everywhere to travel to give speeches. And then for a time, he used to come back to teach Sahih Bukhari and all the books in the Madrasa of Deoban. And how he used to sleep, they say, sometime between two classes, two lessons, he just used to, while sitting, used to sleep a little bit. Just a little bit like that. Most of the night and day, he's traveling and teaching and speaking, speaking. And he lived a long life. Eh? He lived more than 70 years. More than 70 years. People actually can change their habit. Even the Prophet, you can see, little sleep. Abu Hanifa, people have, not Abu Hanifa, there are many, many people like him. They used to have very little sleep during the daytime. Most time, the night, they didn't sleep. And still, they lived a long life. Abu Hanifa was born in the year 80 of Hijra and died in 150, 70 years. Imam Malik lived more than 80 years. And all these people, they had a very little sleep. There's so much barakah. Some, some of these people, they lived around 100 years. So that's why the ulama say people really don't need a lot of sleep. For the resting purpose, people need little sleep. If people change their, but what helps actually for little sleep is one thing. That is eating less. If people eat too much, you need to sleep too much. So that's why these people always have been saying, eat less, it helps you to sleep less. Then if you sleep less, that will be enough. And you can see when people are empty in the stomach, like in Ramadan, month of Ramadan, when people are fasting, little sleep can help you. So anyway, the Quran is saying, وَجَعَلْنَا النَّهَارَ مَعَاشَا You know, Allah SWT, see how much favor he has done for the people. How he made arrangement. He made day and night. You know, alteration of the day and night, you know, so much beneficial for the people. You can see everything actually from his rahmah upon the people. He made actually these things, so people can survive in this world properly, because people need rest. So whatever we needed on the earth, Allah SWT made arrangement for that. Before he created us, before the creation, he made all the things. Days and night existed in the world before man was created. All those things were made before people came to the, to, to the earth. Before they have been sent from paradise to the earth, everything was waiting for them. Allah made such a nice arrangement. So when Allah commanded people to worship him, you know, he provided everything for, to them. Then after that, he commanded to worship. All those things are And then the Quran says, And then we built upon you seven strong. What are seven things? We built upon you seven heavens which are very strong. 
because they're so strong, the Quran actually mentioned Surah Al-Mulk, that you know, if you look in the sky, you never can find any fault anywhere. Keep looking again and again. You nor, never can find any fault. Though if you look, you only can see the first heaven, not seven. But the thing is, the one who made, he is telling seven. And if you believe in one of them, then no reason for, if one can make one sky like that, you know, if after that, if it turns seven or eight, nine, it is anything easy, whatever he said. So it is not that Allah wants us to believe in something which we don't know. No, we know that because once you know one, then you know seven. Because, you know, making one is actually as difficult as making seven. One, some, one, if he can make one, he can make seven. So people need only evidence for one. One actually, people have the, some hundred one, then seven is easy. For example, if somebody says, I can make chair, you know, all these chairs, you know, in this town are made by me. And you don't believe that he can make chair. What you need actually is to see that he can make one chair. If you see one, you'll believe yeah, yeah, you can make. So if, if you can believe that Allah can make one, one sky, that you know, if he says seven, if he says more than that, that, you know, that, that one can understand. We built upon you seven strong skies. Now one question here is, in Arabic language, when you say, use the word bana, bana yabani basically comes you know, for the groundwork. When you make foundation, then you use the word bana. When you make uh, the walls and the roof, then you use the word rafa'a. Like, you know, we raise the sky, roof, we build. You don't use the word bana, because bana basically means something which is connected with the ground, with, you know, with the foundation. So that's what bana use. Why Quran says about the sky that we, we uh, you know, built, you know, basically, because bana used for the word foundation. Basically, you can say, we laid foundation, you say bana, that you use it. But why Quran say about the sky that we, we did bana of the sky? Because then the word should be rafa'a or something like that. Why Quran say bana? So Imam Radhi rahmanullah is answering the question that uh, the reason basically is that uh, uh, when people make any building, the foundation always very, very strong, very strong foundation. Then after the roof, you know, not necessarily so strong. That's how they do. Allah SWT wants to say that uh, you know, he has taken same care of the roof as the care for the foundation. So meaning the sky is as strong as you can imagine any foundation. So that's why he used the word bana for even for the roof. So, you know, to, to make very clear that you know, the care that has been taken for the foundation, the same care which has been taken for the roof. The roof and foundation both have the same reason. That's why it is what bana. I was thinking really, it came to my mind, it could be another reason. Reason basically is because for you the sky is a roof. So that's why you're thinking why the word bana has been used. But a sky itself is an independent building. It is independent building. It is roof for you, but it is also floor for something else. The sky is roof for you, but it is floor for something else. So whatever you see is not necessary. That is, it, is, it is a roof. For your purpose, you can see a sky like roof. But no doubt, those skies also are floor for something else. So that's why I, I really feel that you know, bana is more appropriate for, 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 for that purpose, to make you know, how strong it is. Allah as he made this earth and so he made in the sky so they are in a strong foundation strong building and that you know uh, you know, these seven skies, they are so strong in their building, in their creation, that they, you never can find any, any fault in, in their building. 
and also days and night keep passing, but nothing happened. So many years have passed, millions of years have passed, but the skies are as strong as they used to be when they created. Nothing. Now, for example, in this world you can see certain things, if the days and night pass, they become weaker, like human beings. We people, you know, we grow up and then after that, when somebody becomes 70 year old, 80 year old, then you can see they become weak. Like houses, they are built, but after a while they become weak, any foundation. But the skies have been built millions of the year, but no fault, days and night keep coming and going, but nothing can affect them. Sun rises and moon rises, they come coming and going, so much thing happening in the universe, but in skies, they never change. They are always the same. Sun remains the same, moon remains the same, stars remain the same. So everything in the sky, whatever Allah has made, they always remain as strong as they, they were in the time when they were created. So how strong this whole creation is. And we built upon you seven strong heavens. And then the Quran says, And then after that, we made a lamp. We made a lamp. Siraj basically is, you know, it's a Persian word basically. In, a, in a Persian language, it's a chirag. To from chirag, Arab people have made siraj. Otherwise, Arabic word for siraj is misbah. Misbah means lamp. But Arabic, like any other languages, Arabic has borrowed, you know, even before revelation of the Quran, had borrowed words from Roman languages, from Hebrew, from you know, uh, other Middle Eastern languages, and also from Persian. And because, you know, because Arabs, you know, especially Quraysh people, they used to travel a lot for their trade. That's why their language became very, very rich. So their language actually was not only a language of the, that, that particle, it has, you know, because it's more wider. Because otherwise, you can see in Arabic language, there are many, many words in that, that time. Those vocabulary does not exist in Bakat al-Mukarramah. Arabs did not have many of those realities. Because, you know, Arabs used to travel everywhere. So they really, you know, found, found new things and all those things, and they borrowed the words from that. And they made the words part of their own language. They become very, very rich language. You know, because, you know, they're, first they have their own ishtiqaf, how to derive the many words from same roots. And the second thing is also borrowing the words and then make, Arabizing them, making them part of the Arabic language. So they have made, like you can see, Wahaja. Uh, sirajan, and similarly, like what is coming here, Illa Hamiman Ghassaq. Some people say it is, it is Persian words, uh, Persian word, and, and similar uh, things like that. There are, but because they become part of the Arabic language, so they are Arabic. That is one opinion. Most people follow, like, but Imam Tabari and people like that, they say no. They know, not know what is Arabic language is borrowed from everybody. every language. The word that Arabs have been using and the Quran has used, it is proper pure Arabic word. But if you find any similarity between that word and any other language, it is how sometimes two different people can say the same thing. So it is not necessary that one has borrowed from the other. So that opinion of Tabari and many people like that. But most people of the expert of the language, they say no, borrowing from other language, that's so common, you can never can deny this fact. And it is, it is not fault, it is not something bad for Arabic language. It really tells how rich the language has been. And that's why Quran chosen the language of Quraysh people. Because Quraysh were more moving people all the time going for the business trade. Their language is richer, richer than the language of other, other tribes. They have more words than many other people. So they can they express many, many things in a better way than many other tri Arab tribes. Anyway, to one opinion is Siraj is not Arabic word. It is actually a Persian word Chirag, which has been made in Arabic as Siraj. And we made a lamp. Very shining. Wahaja basically means something like you know, full of the flame coming. So Wahaja is not just shining. Wahaja basically means something you know, boiling with the flames. 
that was a means like you know coming you know like when you have like fountain the water comes from the fountain so similarly wahaj means like you know light is coming or fire is coming from somewhere like the fountains so wahaj you know the boiling with the, with, with the flames so that is the meaning of the wahaj i don't know how to translate any bajal nas rajan wahaj and we made a lamp with the wahaj it really and you can see really if you look properly you can not see really that you know sun is something which borrows light from somewhere because any light from anywhere any fire one day will end but somehow it keeps creating its own energy it keeps creating no, don't find anything like that you know all the time it's same thing it never becomes less never more all the time sun remains it actually distance of the sun from the earth that makes difference for us but otherwise sun remains of the same same so when we have winter we have cold on this and that it is not the sun has changed it is because our distance from the sun it keeps changing so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of wisdom he wants to to make a distance people can see but otherwise sun always have been like that on the same time nothing less nothing more it is not really you see how allah creation is that he made a wahaj but never became less never became all the time sun with all this heat and light and burning same amount all the time never less never more wajalna sirajan wahaja we made a shining lamp and the quran actually has used for the for the sun you know something like that more often in the quran that and how allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the quran says sirajan munira you know you know full of the light to so some because you know different aspect to munir basically means you know enlightening so it becomes light but wahaja means you know sun you know sun's its own attribute how sun itself is but munir is in connect in connect in relation to other things because when sun comes it enlightens everything so when quran wants to tell us that this uh, uh, quality of the, uh, of the sun is brings light to everything then quran says siraj munira but when quran wants to tell you what sun itself is then it says siraj and wahaja we made just think really that you know, for us really how much he has made how much rahma is can you imagine he is going to punish us he did all this for us when we did not do anything it is actually all before creation is a reward from him you know if you do something and then somebody rewards you even more at least reward but all this thing not for nothing he created even creation was a favor and then whatever he made he did not he did not make sun and moon and stars and all those things for us because we have done something we did not exist he made all this as a favor so you can see how much rahma is there he is full of rahma he is rahman you know there nobody has as much rahma as allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is full of rahma he has made all those things and then you think really if you do something good he is not going to reward you how bad thinking about about rahman he is rahman he does all this favor upon you for doing nothing and then we do something he is not going to do more rahman how how can you imagine for him something like that just think really he made all the favor we did not pray we did not fast we did not do zakat and we never listened to him never obeyed we did not did not exist he made all the favor for us and now we are listening to him we obey him we pray five times we fast we avoid haram we listen to him we love him and nothing will happen more, more nothing more than that can you imagine from him like that rahman who is full of mercy he really wants to do mercy he, there is more need for mercy he should do more mercy that why his mercy will be more clear in the day of judgment his mercy needs a day of judgment he really wants to do something more for us he wants to give us eternal life he wants to give us more favor he wants to do guess paradise you know think really and, uh, and one other thing because you know, there are some people new then they have not know really the word rahman really because sometimes people don't understand what what rahman means and you know when people translate this word always do mistake 
And actually, I always have seen that the people have so much mistakes understanding of the word Rahman Rahim. The word Rahman really has no equivalent in any language. First, understand this thing. What Rahman means, Rahman, as an Arabic language, is a certain pattern. So one of the patterns of the attribute that we are adjective with, Fa'alan. When any word comes on the pattern of Fa'alan, it has more than one meaning. It really, what means it? It means, Fa'alan means something which comes very quickly, and something which comes full of energy, and something which comes in such a way you cannot stop it, but also can go quickly. For example, Ghadban, where people become angry. In Arabic language, you say Ghadban to someone who becomes angry very quickly, very quickly. And someone who cannot control the anger. When the anger comes, he cannot control, he cannot help, he cannot help, he, he has to be angry. And nobody can stop his anger, his anger has to flow. Rahman actually means things like Rahman means someone who the mercy is boiling. He, you know, he is for that, he has to mercy. His mercy comes very quickly. Whenever you need him, like most of us, you know, we hear so many stories from Syria. We want to have mercy, but we can't do mercy. We can't do. Allah when he wants to do mercy, his mercy boiling any time can do. Mothers have mercy, but they can't do full mercy. Rahman means mercy so full, full, powerful, boiling, and nobody can stop. He's a Rahman. That's why nobody can be Rahman other than him. Because nobody has that, that, that Rahman. That Rahman means it. The what actually happens is when somebody, someone has some, that attribute, because that's pattern of Fa'alan, it means that things come quickly and also go quickly. So sometimes people can think if Allah is Rahman, then it means his mercy comes very quickly, goes also very quickly. That's why in the Quran, sometime after Rahman, also Rahim is mentioned. Because Rahim, Fa'in Arabic language means something eternal for all the time, like Kareem, Sharif, those qualities which are eternal for all the time, for them the pattern Arabic language is Fa'in. So Rahman, Rahim means make one thing properly. Meaning is, his mercy is boiling, comes very quickly, so strong, nobody can beat it, nobody can defeat it, but also lasts forever. It never goes. That's how Rahman is. You know, someone who is boiling for, with mercy, like mother. Mothers are made, made for Rahma. So imagine really, if mothers do Rahma to their children, when they have not done nothing. When you become you know, stronger, when you become young, you start earning money for your mom, and you start helping her, do you think she's not going to love you? Do you think she's not going to reward now you? Do you think, don't, don't you think she will increase her love for you, her favor upon you? You were nothing and Allah Rahman upon you. Now when he created you and you obeyed him, listened to him, don't you think he wants to reward you more? He wants to have more favor upon you? Rahman necessitates there must be a day of judgment. And believers must wait for that day. And actually this, in this surah, one thing actually amazing, where the Quran says, They did not expect hisab. People who believe in Rahman, they expect they, they are waiting for the reward. The word for, how can you think he is Rahman and don't wait for reward? You must wait for the reward. So, وَجَعَلْنَا سِرَاجًا وَحَاجًا And then you see, more uh, of the وَأَنزَلْنَا مِنَ الْمُعْصِرَاتِ مَا أَنْثَجَّاجًا The Mu'asirat, and let me take the first, to anzala, it means to send down. And Mu'asirat, Mu'asirat, most people say Mu'asirat means Sahab, cloud. But what Asara in Arabic language means, Asara means something which is full of uh, something and about to deliver it. For example, because cloud, they are full of the rain, full of the water. So when the, the, when the cloud is so much full of the rain, that it can drop any time, so, and in Arabic language the word is used, Mu'asirat. Otherwise, cloud, Sahab, Sahab means cloud. But when cloud is so full of the water, that rain can drop any time, 
that is called Mu'asirat, full of the rain, and water can come. That's why in Arabic language, when the women, they reach uh, to the age of Hayd, when they're, you know, their monthly cycle is going to start, so now they're full women. You know, they're full, they're just, you know, any time, you know, they can, they can discharge. So that, what comes in Arabic for that is Mu'asiratun. Mu'asiratun means they're ready for discharge. That's why Mu'asirat means those clouds which are ready to rain. That Mu'asirat means full of the everything. Just, you know, Allah SWT commands and the rain comes. So, Quran has used the word Mu'asirat for the, for, for the clouds here. So, that you can again consider, if you translate Mu'asirat into, into clouds, it has the same meaning? Not. Because in Arabic language, for cloud, we have Sahab. The word for cloud, actually, in Arabic language, Sahab, not Mu'asirat. But Quran is not saying cloud. Quran is not saying Sahab. Quran is saying Mu'asirat. Now, can, how can we translate this word in any language? Just tell me. How can we translate Mu'asirat in any language? You know, people will say something like rain, clouds, or something like that. I don't know what they have translated here. You know, some, uh, uh, what the translation here is? Yeah, to rain, rain, clouds, and so No, but uh, pouring net, uh, water is man sajaja. To man sajaja is there anyway, but I'm saying mu'asarat. So you see rain, clouds. But every, every cloud is rain, cloud anyway. So what actually is it? Everything has, you know, it's water. But mu'asarat means which actually full of the water going to any time to drop. So Allah SWT wants to emphasize this aspect of, of Allah SWT has how made the, the plan that rain come, you know, the world, the cloud come full of the rain, the Mu'asirat. If you look in the root, in the, the meaning of uh, uh, other words which coming from the same root in Arabic language, which I mentioned one of them about women, you can see what meaning actually, something which is full, full of something, and any time it can deliver what you expect from it. That Mu'asirat means. And then we have for that, Ma'an Sajjaja. What Sajja means, Sajjaja means, Sajjaya Sujjo basically means that the Prophet has said, Al Hajju, Afdalu Hajji, Al Ajju was Saj. Afdalu Hajji, Al Ajju was Saj. The best Hajj is Al Ajj was Saj. What means Aj and Saj? Aj means when you raise your voice, then Aj. Because the best Hajj is when you say Labbaik Allahumma Labbaik loudly. The people in the Hajj they must make raise voice. So the best in the Hajj is that you say Labbaik Allahumma Labbaik loudly. Raise your voice, Al Ajju. And what Saj means when people slaughter their animals and the bloods keep coming out all the time. Because you see, the, if thousands of people are in the Hajj and everybody slaughtering the animal and how much, you know, the blood is keep coming, that was Saj means. Saj means to make the blood come out in abundance. That Saj means. So now, you know, that word has been used for, for the rain. Ma and Sajjaja. So the rain is water which is like pouring, which is coming in abundance. So we have, you know, we have, we have sent down from those clouds of the rain, we have sent down the water that pouring down, you know, coming in abundance and abundance for the people. What the purpose actually? So we can bring out with that water, hab, grain, wanabatan, and other plants. Now really can think really, can there be two creators? Two creators cannot make this harmony. Two creators, creators will create two different things which never can meet. They can't meet. You know, this actually looks out that the same creator, how he's making, pouring the rain down, so then the earth can accept the rain, water, and grow something. It, both are connected. So though Allah SWT created the things as a different things, but at the same time, he makes harmony among them. So everything benefits from each other. It tells you actually that one creator, so that's why people say actually, if you look actually, these verses of the Quran, though no doubt really, they are verses about Rahman. They are verses of the Rahman, Hikmah and Adl. But at the same time, they tell you also, Wahidaniya, Tawhid of Allah. 
because this Rububiyya tells you that, you know, Tawhid al-Uluhiyya. Tell very clear, because they never can be more than one. To worship should be only far, far him. Because two gods never can make this harmony. Impossible. Because they have two different minds. They are rivals. They are fighting each other. How can they make things which go to each other? If a, a god makes night and one makes day, how are they going to harmony? If one god makes a cloud and the other makes the earth, how can they make harmony? If you go in India, there are millions of gods. But you know, just think really that how these millions of gods they can make this harmony. So for cloud, they have a new god. For the earth, they have something else for everything. In, in Persia, in Iran, they used to have two gods. One is Yazda and one is Ahraman. Yazda is good god and Ahraman is the bad one. So Yazda is the one who created the day and Ahraman is the one who created the night. But think really, is the night a bad thing? You know, day and night, they make something, one, one thing. So they are two different things, but making one thing. So one god. So amazing thing, how does what I mean? The, the problem actually of us people is because we have grown up seeing all those happening. So we never, never can think really how great the favor is. Just imagine the earth without the sun. Imagine the, the universe without the cloud. Imagine the universe without the, without the water. And then think really that he made the water. Just imagine, imagine the whole earth without water. How would it have been? Imagine the earth, you know, the whole universe without cloud. Imagine that without mountains. Just imagine what will happen. Because we take things as they are. So we never think that someone made them. Similarly, our creation, like eyes and ears, what we have got, we take for granted. But we never think really, you know, someone planned, Allah planned them. He planned where to put eye and how to make eye and what the function of the eye should be. He made this thing. All the universe that did not exist, then he made every single thing as they are. And how complete, how perfect they are. To so think about the creation. About single thing all the time, keep looking that you know if this had not been there, what would have been? If there had been no night, what would have been? If there had been no day, what would have been? If there has been no rain, what would have been? If there have been no mountains, how the universe have been? Keep thinking. Then you can imagine the favor of your Lord. So the Quran says that how we send down we sent down from the muasirat pouring water, ma and thajaja. So we can bring out. By that, habban wa nabata, hab, and nabat wa jannatin al Because you know, the, you know, things which grow from the earth, there are three types. Those things which are like tree, they have got you know, the, you know, like, like you know, proper tree. There are things which are not tree, but there are two types of the things. There are something which are likely something for food for the human being, and there's something which are food for the animals. So Allah Subhanahu wa wants to mention all these three things properly. So He said, wa jalna. So we can bring out from that hub. Hub means grain, like wheat, like you have got in rice, and all those that people eat that hub. So hub is all those grains, wheat, rice, barley, whatever, they are you know, uh, covered by something, that hub. And then nabat is things which are grown and which can be fed to your animals. That's why the Quran, in other verse of the Quran, is Surah Taha, the verse number 54. Kulu an'amakum. Eat and then make your animals to eat it. To kulu amakum. To he Allah Subhanahu wa Taala created these hab and nabat. So we can eat them and also we can feed them our animals. Our animals can because animals are also for our purpose, our benefit, and they need food. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala made arrangement for us and also arrangement for our animals. So they also can. You can see same thing which happening coming from the earth. It has grain for the people. It has something else for the animals. So how how nicely has made. So we bring out from by that 
have and grain, wanabata, and all the plants which are useful for the people, we bring out them. Wajannatin alfafa. What alfaf means, you know, people of the language have different, but most people say alfaf is plural, jama'af, the word lafif or lif. Lifun or lafif. What lif or lafif means? Lif or lafif means something gather, together. You know, they are like, you know, they are joined together. So the thick things, jannat in alfafa, and we make gardens which are alfafa, which are together. Means each tree are meeting the other, they are joined together, very thick garden. So we made jannat in alfafa, you just have trees, you have kind of palm trees, you have like, you know, you can see mango trees, and this tree and that tree, there are so many. This, so we made the gardens for the people, jannat in alfafa. This is what we have made. This actually our favor upon the people. This is how actually merciful we have been the people. We are Rahman to the people. The wisdom, you can see the how everything actually tells you the wisdom behind, behind you. And how everything tells you that how just your Lord is for doing every single thing. Now, don't you think really that your Lord wants to do more for you? Don't you think? Don't you think that your Lord wants to do more? How can you imagine really you stop something here? When you actually are doing for something for you, you listen to him, you worship him, does he go to stop there? So that actually we people have to understand. Every single thing in this universe, speaks very loudly that there must be day of reward. There must be. Everything speaks very loudly. The way the whole universe has been made actually, it tells you. So that actually, and you, you may actually read this verse in Yom al-Fasr Khan Miqata, what comes to my mind actually, Miqata basically means appointed time. It looks like that you know, every single person from Adam until last person from every part of the universe, they basically have been created and everybody moving to the same direction. Same direction. People die in different times. People die in different spaces, different places, but everybody is headed to the same direction. It's amazing theory how Allah has made. Like in this world, for example, if people say that you know somebody has done a crime, if he goes to America, they will arrest that person. So you can make effort not to to America. You can escape. You can you can hide yourself somewhere. You can't go there. So you can actually save yourself from against the punishment, against being arrested. But unless Allah has made an arrangement, nobody can escape. Everybody has to pass by the bridge of death. Everybody has. He has made such, such an arrangement, everybody must come to that end. They die. Everybody dies. Whatever time they have been, whatever pass, you know, part of the world they have been, people in every age, every part of the world, they go to die. Everybody basically moving very, very fast in, in, in that direction. And you know, that, that the Quran said, you know, Tell them the death from which you are running away. It is facing you. See how nicely you know the Quran says that you know when you run away from something, why? Because it is, you think it is coming from behind you. Actually, it's coming from our face. Death is not behind. You run away from the death, death, but it is not going to catch you from behind. It is coming from, from in front of you. Find no going to face you. Wherever you turn, death is coming from that direction. How nice argument is. You never can escape that thing. He has made that thing. And then after that, after death. People are, then they will come when everybody will be made to come to another appointment. You know, when everybody is erected and everybody is passing by the bridge of, of the hell and the hell is just there. You know, when I, I read this verse in the Quran, in the Jahannam Akant Misada, it appears to me that like people are in the desert and people are traveling and because they think it is empty and suddenly in a big number of the army enemies, they surround the people from everywhere, they can't escape. Suddenly they, they appear. People are moving in that direction, dying, and after death they are raised, and then they are walking there, and suddenly, 
fire fell appears from everywhere. They surround them from everywhere, they can't escape. They can't escape there. This is such a nice arrangement he has made. Nobody can escape. Whatever power people have got, they can't escape the death. He has made this thing. That, and that death has been written down for every single person. And then after that, he has made time when everybody is going to raise it. And then after that, a time is there when the people suddenly will say, you know, fire appears to them from nowhere. They don't see the fire, but suddenly it appears from nowhere. And they can't escape. It is actually waiting for them. It is really somewhere waiting. You know, for example, if your enemy waits you somewhere, if you don't go that path, that, 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 that direction, he can't catch you. For example, somebody thinks you're going to go to London and he's waiting for you to, in London to kill you, for example, to arrest you in London. Well, if you don't go to London, he can't catch you. But this is not actually how, how fire is. Fire actually is a waiting place for every single person. Everybody has to come there. Fire has been put a place in a place that nobody can escape that. Everybody has to pass there. Everybody has to come. It is right to directly, it had basically, that was the ulama say, it is a defined place actually for every single person. Nobody can move from there. That is a, that a place everybody has to come. The fire is waiting for them and everybody is going to that. Just think really how bad it is. That moving to a direction actually is the biggest punishment is waiting for us. So now the Quran is saying, you know, that in yawm al fasl kana miqata. You know, this, uh, you know, I like, you know, Mawla in, in, in this thing, it's very nicely right. He said, فِي هَذِي الْأُمُورِ دَلَالَةٌ عَلَى حِكْمَتِهِ فِي الْخَلْقِ وَرُبُوبِيَتِهِ In all these matters that Quran mentioned, the great, great sign and great evidence for, you know, Allah wisdom, you know, in the creation and his rububiyyah, that how great is Adrab, you know, mercy. We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology, as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much, much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv. That's D-E-E-P. P-D-E-E-N.tv. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support. Please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of donors like yourselves.